Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Justin Henry. We are here to make our five best bets for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We will also be giving out two player props at the end of the show. The way that this is going to work is we're going to do three games against the spread. We're going to do one teaser that we like or why we're not betting a teaser at all. I'll get into that in a second. And then also a total that we were going to bet this weekend. Justin, how you doing? You excited for this weekend? Super excited for this weekend, man. I'm a little nervous, a little more nervous than I, than I a lot of people are on my side, but uh, a little nervous for this weekend, but I'm excited for it to happen. I want to see how it plays out, man. I am excited for your game, maybe more so than you are. We'll get into that <laughs> in a second. All right, why don't we start off? We're going to do our three bets against the spread. Why don't you give us your number one pick on the board? Number one pick on the board is the Bills, minus five and a half. And I absolutely love this game. You know, a lot of people are on the Bengals uh, to go to the Super Bowl. This is a, a team that a lot of people are picking to repeat their performance from last year. And to me, I, I just think that there was a lot with that Ravens game that shows me this team may not be ready for that type of run. Losing a couple key old linemen during last game as well. And the way that they just kind of struggled with that defense, uh, Ravens defense up front. So... For me, I look at the Bills. They they did struggle a little bit against the Dolphins, uh, you know, towards the second half of the game, but they did have that lead. And so I think they let off the gas a little bit. I don't see that happening against this Bengals team. I know the Bills will take them seriously. I think this is going to be a thumper for the Bills, and they go in there and handle business. I am with you. This is my number two pick of this week. We kind of talked about yesterday when we were talking about spicy takes, but this line opened at three and a half for Buffalo. All of the action is on the Bengals from a public perspective, yet this line keeps going up and up and up. We are at five and a half now in some places. We may see a six at some point. So what do you want to believe? Do you want to believe in the public backing Joe Burrow, or do you want to bet on the Bills in this situation as a home favorite where DeMar Hamlin is going to come out, they're going to have all the juice in that building, and a couple of other key statistics here. Cincinnati's pasty is 22nd, in DVOA on the road this season. The Bengals' offensive line is in not only a rut, they're completely screwed yeah. at this point. And Buffalo, despite what you want to say, they are still getting home to the quarterback without Von Miller. They are going to do that in this game. I happen to like the under in this game a lot, two forty-eight and a half. I think it's a smash spot for the Bills. If you want to use them in a money line parlay, I think that's fine as well. We are getting to the point where – you know, if it hits six, I think we're probably in crazy land. But five, you're probably okay. I think the Bills come out here and dominate. And we get the game, Kansas City and Buffalo in Atlanta. And you should automatically take the over in that game because the line should be like <laughs> 80 and a half. I agree with you. Hey, the DeMar Hamlin thing I think is real too. He's going to come out there and bring a lot of energy, especially that first half. So if you have a chance to get in on some first half action with the Bills, I'd be all over that. Love that. All right, uh, I'll go with my number one pick. On the board, we're going to go with the New York Giants plus seven and a half. I told you yesterday, I think there's a sneaky feeling that the Giants may be able to pull off an upset. There's a couple reasons for this. I'm going to keep talking about it. Everybody is going to bet the exact same teaser this week. And when we get to the teaser section of the show, I will tell you why we're fading it. But 
Needless to say, one of Kansas City or the Eagles is not going to be able to cover their spread, and I don't think they're going to be able to cover the teaser piece either. So I'm going to end up betting both of these teams, but my number one pick is going to be the Giants at plus 7.5. A couple of other things to note here. I'm going to read off some statistics that I have written down. Fading number one seeds in the divisional round has historically been very profitable. 25-13-1 against the spread. Road teams that missed the playoffs the year before, also historically a good trend in this round. 26-12 and 12 against the spread. And the last one, road team in a divisional matchup in the divisional round of the playoffs. 14-4-1 against the spread. That is three giant check marks for the New York Giants in the spot. The Eagles are an elite front runner. They have also <laughs> not played together in any sort of real game since week 15 of the NFL season. So the natural inclination would be the Giants coming with some momentum, playing well, having seen a team for the third time this year with potentially the coach of the year and Brian Dayball. They are going to be ready and probably ready early. They will be throwing the first punch in this game. That's my guess. So, if the Giants get up early and the Eagles are not as good front running, we're in a potential issue. Give me that Giants plus seven and a half all day long, and I think there's a legitimate chance they pull off this massive upset. You know, the upset part to me is is going to be the question, right? There's a lot of people that are on this. I think that's probably going to be one of the heavier money line bets, I think, is the Giants actually money line. I, I think I can see a lot of people putting that, adding that to their parlays. Uh, but for me, I, I think this Eagles team is ready. It's just I have concerns about their start, right? So normally we see the, the teams that haven't been. You mentioned it. You know, this team hasn't played a, a full roster since week 15. And so... With the injuries, getting healthy, a little bit of rest, they had the bye. I can see some of that being a factor here uh, in the first half of this game. But I think this Eagles team is ready. Uh, they were they were undefeated for a majority of the season for a reason. Uh, I think they win this game, but I do like that Gi- the, the Giants play uh, with the seven and a half. Maybe, I mean, if you don't want to play the full game money line on the Giants, I do think that playing the first half money line may be interesting send as that. well. Yes, yeah, send that. First half, I think, is the, is the play there. All right, cool. Maybe we'll end up on Giants first half money line instead of the full game at plus 290. All right, uh, what is your second bet on the board this week? Well, I'm with you there. So my second play is is going to be the Giants as well. And, I, and we talked about it a little bit already, but this Giants team is ready. And defensively, they've been really good since week 12 of the year, since Kayvon Thibodeau has really kind of emerged for this team. And so with just the inconsistencies that the Eagles have had over the last couple of weeks with their lineup, That is a major cause for concern. This Giants defense has been elite against passing and the rushing attack as of late as well. So um, when I look at this Giants team and the way that they match up, it's a division game. They always say it's tough to beat the team three times in a season. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a factor here because I still think that the Eagles win. But at home, I expect this Giants team to be tough. And so that's why it's my number two pick. Yeah, I I think that. My concern for myself in this game, in my read, is that I'm overrating what the Giants did last week. So I'm trying to almost take that out of the equation, how they look last week. Why are I'm you overrating it, though? Because I think that we both agree that the Vikings fucking stink. Right? <laughs> yeah. and so they were, a, a, what do I call it, a paper tiger yeah, all year paper long. Shape, they were completely yeah. fake. So... I'm trying to throw that game out. We're like, okay, the Giants are a better coach team. 
on paper, these those two teams were a lot closer than they should have been in a 3-6 matchup. So, okay, they get a win. I don't want to take that into the Eagles game. What I want to take is, okay, let's look at all the historical ATS trends, and then let's think about Brian Dayball, who we both agree is an excellent head coach who will be well-prepared. And seeing a team for the third time this year, I think is going to give them a massive advantage. And this Eagles team, like I keep saying, they have not played together since week 15. I don't know if Lane Johnson is going to be healthy. We don't know what Jalen Hurts looks like. They could also, they, you know, sometimes this happens with number one seeds. You take so much time off, you forget how to play together. They might yeah. just not be gelling. So I don't know. I, I just think that the Giants play, played last week and played well is all I'm going to take from that Vikings game. And I think that that can carry over. Maybe I'm wrong here, but that's where I'm at. I think the key to this game will be if Daniel Jones plays like he did against the Vikings, which I don't see happening. If he plays like he did against the Vikings, the Giants will win this game. If he's able to pass the ball, spread it around while still using his legs. He had over 300 yards passing, 70 yards rushing last week. If if he can continue with that, this Giants team is going to win. But I I think the secondary will step up. They're getting some guys back. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's back. Uh, And, of course, they have the two stud corners there on the outside, Bradbury and Slay. So I think this could be – I think he has to pass. If Daniel Jones can get the passing game going, I think the Giants have a better chance to win. All right, fair enough. Uh, your number three pick of the week is? I'm staying away from my guys. I'm not going to touch that game because I don't put any bad juju out here. So I'm going to go to KC and this Jaguars team, and I think the Chiefs assert their dominance in the AFC and put away this magical run for this Jaguars team. Look, The Jags shouldn't even have been here right now, right? Down 27-0 last week. The Chiefs team tends to handle business at home, especially uh, at home killers all season long. So in Arrowhead, give me the Chiefs in this one, minus eight and a half. I can see this thing getting out of hand in the the first half. The one thing I do think is that this team has been infinitely in Pat Mahomes' hands throughout the year. The passing attack, they use them in the red zone. I think we see this run game get going. So a heavy attack, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon in the return of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think we see Andy Reid exert the, his specialty play calling. No ring around the rosy this time. But I think the run game gets heavy and, and they assert their dominance. Jags don't stand a chance in this one. Interesting. So I, I'm going to use my third pick on someone else. But I do kind of like Jacksonville plus eight and a half in this game. The reason being, if you look at Mahomes in his career when he's bigger than a three-point favorite, he's like 42% against the spread. So I I do think there's like a backdoor opening available at plus eight and a half. Also, the teaser piece here where, you know, one of these teams, it's either going to be the Giants or the Jaguars that bust the teaser. I don't know if Jacksonville can keep this within two points, so I'm obviously leaning towards the Giants in this situation. But eight and a half, interesting. Doug Peterson, 6-0 on the road against the spread in his postseason career, five and one straight up in those games. I'm just saying that the back door's open. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say anything more. The, the, <laughs> the Chiefs deserve the respect that you're giving them. They are a phenomenal team. I fully expect them to win. All I'm saying is that eight and a half is right for a back door. They could be up 14 with two minutes left and still lose the cover. That's all I'm saying. I do love, but you know what? I'll save what I love. I'm going to save it for our totals piece. Um, so that means my third pick of the week. You're going to hate it. I'm going to talk about your boys. I'm doing it. Fuck it. Uh, We're going with the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. We're going to go with minus three and a half at DraftKings right now. 
I've had some really, really smart people talk me off of this line, and you tried to also yesterday. I can't, I can't quit it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on San Francisco in this game. Dallas, <sighs> I'm taking nothing from the game in Tampa Bay. Absolutely nothing. The Buccaneers fucking stink. They're a terrible team. They went 8-9 in the MC South. I'm not taking anything from that game. <laughs> the only thing I'm taking from that game is that they played on Monday night, and now they have to travel. They had to travel to Tampa, now back to Dallas, and then to San Francisco. That is a lot of travel in six days' time. So, I like San Francisco for that reason. Dallas also 1-4 on grass this season. San Francisco's gotten a ton of rain. It's going to be a little bit slippery. That might hurt them as well. Dallas Cowboys, 25th in the NFL versus the pass over the past seven weeks of this season. Their quarterback situation is fucked. I'm sorry, Brady couldn't get enough time or protection in order to take advantage of that with Mike Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. San Francisco's offensive line can be and has been dominant. Trent Williams is that fucking dude. Yes. If you're going to put Parsons against him, I love Mike Parsons. He's going to lose. I'm sure they'll find a way for Parsons to get some pressure on Brock Purdy and make him a little uncomfortable. But I do think that San Francisco's passing game specifically is going to have some success in this game. And guess what? San Francisco's running game has success versus fucking everybody. So I'm not worried about that part of the game. I think that San Francisco's offense is going to have a lot of success. And defensively, that defense gets home. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, those guys are absolute monsters. And Dallas's offensive line, Jason Peters started at left tackle. He's 41 years old. He limped out of the game. Now you have to reshuffle the offensive line once again. That is not the team in San Francisco that you want to be facing if you're shuffling your offensive line. That means Dak pressure, a lot of Dak Prescott, a lot of pressure in his face. And you know what that means? Turnover city and no team in the NFL is more dependent on turnover margin than the San Francisco 49ers in their games. They've lost four turnovers, uh, forced 11 turnovers, given away. They've lost all of those games. In the other games, they're like plus 29. They're monsters. If Dak's turned the ball over, San Francisco's winning this game. I think that happens. Give me San Francisco by more than a touchdown. I'm sorry. I got to do it. Are you speaking? I love to hear it. More than a touchdown, I love to hear it. But I kind of got a teaser that goes the opposite of that. So, All right, fair enough. In my gut, in my gut, I want you to be right. But I'm very concerned about that. You made a lot of good points, though, especially uh, when you mentioned the pressure, right, from this from this team. Uh, Dallas has been super dependent on the turnover as well. When, when Dak has been bad, it's because he's been turning the ball over. So eight straight games to finish the season off with the interception. The reason why they look so good on Monday, they didn't turn the ball over. So off of six days rest on the road, I, I there's a lot working against this Dallas team, but if they're playing well in all three phases, I'm not counting them out. That just like I said, that's the cautious, cautious Niner fan of me talking. All right. So let's hit the teasers really quickly. Why don't you hit me up first with what you got? So I told you I was going to stay away from it, but I'm not with this teaser. Now, I'm going to show Dallas a lot of respect here and the way that they played on Monday. If this team does come out, uh, I think this team has an opportunity to win. Will they? I'm not saying that. I think the Niners still win this game. But do I see them losing by more than a touchdown? Absolutely not. I'm going to tease this thing seven points down all the way to ten and a half. Get me over the seven. Get me over the ten. I like I like Dallas. Uh, plus 10 and a half. I think that's a solid number for them. I don't see them getting blown out by double digits. And I think they'll keep things close. So Dallas, like you mentioned, they're a front running team. If they happen to get ahead, 
they don't really lose a lead a whole lot. And then this Niners team as well um, hasn't really faced a lot of adversity. So I want to see how Brock Purdy does in the face of adversity. Uh, I know the Niners can blow out any team, and most of their wins since Brock Purdy's taken over as starter have been decisive wins. But I like the Cowboys in that spot, teasing it down 10 and a half. All right, and you're going to pair it with Kansas City? I'm going to pair it with the Bills. Oh, all right. So we're going to take the Bills from five to plus two on the uh, seven-point teaser? No, no, no. I'll tease, I'll, tease it with the, I'll tease it with KC. I'll tease it with KC. All right, so yeah. we're going to take KC from eight and a half yeah. to stay, one I'll and I'll stay half. clear away from that, that Bengals. All right, so KC from eight and a half to one and a half, and you're going to take the Cowboys from three and a half to ten and a half. All right. I love it. I – I don't hate the Dallas one, actually. Like, the numbers don't really speak to me, but 10.5 with Dallas, is, it's quite a lot, especially in a game where, and we'll talk about it in a second, but I kind of like the under in that game. All right, um, so I mentioned before, the teaser piece that everybody's going to bet this week is going to be Kansas City and the Eagles, either at 6, 6.5 or 7, depending on what how much juice you want to lay on this deal. I I feel very confident in the fact that one of those teams is going to bust. Everybody, everybody in the public is going to bet that teaser. There is no chance the sports books are going to let this happen. And here's why. If they really wanted to protect against this teaser, they would make both of these lines nine and a half so that you'd have to tease six point, you get to three and a half. You create some margin where both teams could win, but you create where, you know, the Giants lose by a field goal and they're protected. They're not doing that. They're putting this thing at one and a half. Either Kansas City or Philadelphia is going to lose outright this weekend. I'm not fucking with that parlay or that teaser. I'm sorry. So here's what I'd rather do. I'd rather do a money line parlay this weekend because none of the other numbers suggest that you're going through a three and a seven, which is the way that you, theoretically you're supposed to do a teaser. So I'm staying away. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do Kansas City money line. I'm going to do Buffalo money line. I'm going to do San Francisco money line. Any combination of those two teams or put them into a three-team parlay, I don't care. Just take them on the money line. That's the way that I would play this if you want to get two teams involved in the same bet. I'm not fucking with teasers this weekend. You can't make me. The public can't force me. I'm staying away. I want to be on the side of the sports books this weekend. Yeah, because we know Casey Buffalo is happening. It is happening 1,000%. The Niners, man, I think we win. I, I'm with you there. I like that. That's a nice little three-teamer right there. I feel like that's easy money. Line parlay. Let's do it. I love let's it. Let's do it. Fuck it. Um, all right. Let's get to <laughs> our totals that we like for the week. What's your number one total on the board? This this Philly total is a little too high for my liking, man. Philly under 48 and a half. Philly and the Giants. I think this is going to be a defensive game. The last time these two teams played... Giants were playing a lot of their starters, but before that, this t this total went way over. Philly smashed, the, you know, 40-point game for Philly. I don't see that happening again. I, I think this Giants team is ready to go. They're locked in. That was during the time where the Giants were on that massive, uh, you know, streak where they weren't playing well. Give me the under in this one. At home, I can see, like, we've talked about it, both of us. This team hasn't been playing locked in together since, you know, for a few weeks. Coming off the bye, I expect a little bit of rest. We talked about taking the first half. I think that means the Giants are running the football. They're running it effectively. And this team, this Philly team, isn't just putting up points at a massive rate. So give me the under in this one. 
I, I think this one to me is one of the more confident totals. Some of these other totals feel pretty spot on. When I looked at, you know, the Chiefs and they're sitting, you know, in the 50s and I'm looking at some of these other totals, they feel really spot on. This one to me seemed a little high. All right. So I have two that I like. Uh, Kansas City under 53. I like that one a lot. To me, it seemed a little high. I thought it should be 50, 50 and a half, 51, something like that. Uh, but the number keeps going up. So I'm going to kind of hold on that one. I will definitely bet the under, but if I can get a 53 and a half or 54, if it wants to go that way, sure. Give me a couple more points of value. So my official pick for this one is going to be a number that you should probably bet right now, which is going to be, I'm going to go back to your game, Dallas, San Francisco under 46 and a half. I don't think the Dallas is going to be able to score more than 17 points in this game. I have a score prediction for this one. I think that the San Francisco 49ers win 24-17, which would keep me well under at 41 versus the 46.5. I would bet this down to 45.5, but make sure you lock in that 46.5 or 46 if you have it on the board. Right now, I think that this game is going to be tight, close, but low scoring. (laughs) 24-17 score prediction for this game. On the edge of my seat. 24-17, I like that total. I love it, but I think it's more like, 24 20 like that's kind of what i was thinking for this dallas team still the under. If market, still, the still, under. still the under exactly i love it all right um <laughs> let's get to this is our second i did a segment earlier with steph giving out our player props this is the second part of that so why don't we hop right into it what are the two player props that you were locking in for this weekend Well, we talked about this Buffalo game, and I talked about how this defense uh, can really disrupt Joe Burrow, especially since they're missing a few key O-linemen. And this total uh, for Joe Burrow right now is sitting at 275.5. 275.5 passing yards for Joe Burrow. I'm taking the under on that one all day long. The Bills, since they've gotten Jordan Poirier back, have not allowed that at all. Nowhere close to that. Uh, yardage total under 270 in all those games. I don't see Burrow getting to that total. I uh, didn't get it to that total even close to it against the Ravens last week under 220. Uh, I don't. I don't think he sniffs that total of 275 this game. I I love the bet in general. I think that's a super smart angle. My only concern there would be you and I both love, love Buffalo to smash. If Burrow gets garbage time, we're screwed. Yeah. That that might be a last drive. We're on the edge of our seat, hoping for that <laughs> under. But I do think. That is definitely the right side, and I like the angle on that one. Um, all right, my first one, I'm going to keep it very simple. George Kittle, over 47.5 receiving yards in this game. He has been Brock Purdy's number one target. Debo has been used all over the place. Brandon Ayuk, he actually used a lot last week against Seattle, and not so much Kittle. I think Kittle only had three receptions last week. I love Kittle in this matchup against the Cowboys. 25th in pass over the last seven weeks, as I mentioned. I think that Kittle has a massive game, six for 90 and a tut. That's my prediction for Kittle this week. I love it because they'll they'll use him too, especially if Micah Parsons does happen to get some pressure in there. They're going to need a safety valve. And George Kittle over the last four weeks of the season definitely served as that for the San Francisco 49ers. So I love that. All right, what's your number two player prop for the divisional round? We're going to stick with some quarterback numbers, and I'm going to stick with Jalen Hurts sitting at 240 and a half right now. That number seems way too high for a guy that never threw that against the Giants this season. And so I know that there was, or he did throw that, excuse me, the first game of the season, 
uh, against them. But I think that this team, we talked about it. I mentioned the under for this game. And for me, I really think that he'll have, you know, this Giants defense is, has been a lot better since week 12. They haven't allowed very many quarterbacks to hit that number. So when I look at Jalen Hurts and his overall impact of this game, I think he's going to have to use his legs. And this team is going to be focused on using the run game to get involved. So we haven't got the true update as if he's still dealing with any injuries when it comes to that shoulder. Uh, I think this team leans into the run game and and takes a little bit off of Jalen Hurts' uh, shoulder. No pun intended. I like it. I like the Jalen Hurts under as well. All right, my last player prop for the week. I did three unders with Steph. Now I'm just going to hit the overs with you. And this is one that I bet pretty much every playoff game. I'm going back to the well. Patrick Mahomes over 22 and a half rushing yards. The guy loves to scramble in playoff games. Why? Because you need to always have positive plays, move the chains in the playoffs. No one does that better than Mahomes. And he is perhaps one of the most effective scramblers in the NFL. In fact, he was third in EP. EPA per play on the ground scrambling this season behind Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, the two guys that you would expect to be at the top of that leaderboard. In his last nine playoff games, 29, 69, 19, 33, 514, 29, 53, and 53, that averages out to 33.7 rushing yards per game. 22 and a half versus Jacksonville. I think he hits this in the first half. Easy, easy smash over from Mahomes over 22 and a half rushing yards. I was looking at this one. If I had a third, Jason, I'd be on it right there with you. Against the Jags last game, he had 39 yards rushing. And to close out the season, he had over 30 yards rushing in all three of his last games too. So give me Mahomes. I love that. So 22 is way too low. Like you mentioned, he could hit that first half. He could hit that on like the first two runs that he has. I love that you're on board with me. That is an excellent way to close out the show. Welcome to... The divisional round, let's yes. fucking win some yes. money, baby! Let's get some bread, man. And that's a lot there. The teasers, the, the player props, the sides. Like, these are going to hit. We've been, hey, me and you, Jason, been it's been a good team so far. We've been hot. We've been hot. Hopefully it continues through the Super Bowl. Justin, thank you for joining me. Go download the Champions Round app. Use that code SPICY for $10 off. Come play Spicy Slips with us. If you love NBA gambling, live NBA bets, this is the place for you. It's the best product on the market. We cannot wait for you to try it. Good luck with all your best this weekend. Let's make some money, baby. See you guys later.